Good morning. I'm Sarah French. I'm Ben Thompson. This is WCNC Charlotte to go. Here are your top stories. The 2024 election officially kicking off today. North Carolina election officials will start to mail out absentee ballots. It comes just 46 days away from the state's highly competitive primary. WCNC Charlotte's Destiny Richards joins us now. Destiny, this will be a big election day across the country. That's right. North Carolina's primary election is on March 5th this year. It's Super Tuesday, meaning several states are going to be deciding the presidential nominees. And then from governor to congressional seats, it's also a big election for the state itself. Now, state election officials want to make sure everyone is prepared. And part of that is understanding the new voter identification rules. People who vote in person this year will have to show an acceptable ID to poll workers or fill out a form explaining why they don't have one. If you're voting by mail, you'll have to send a photocopy of your ID and send it in with your ballot. Executive Director of the North Carolina State Board of Elections, Karen Brinson-Bell, says this requirement is very important for all voters. Please do not forget to include a copy of your photo ID with your ballot or fill out the exception form. Whether you're voting by mail or in person, if you do not have a valid photo ID for voting, you can get one for free from your County Board of Elections office. And for more information about photo ID requirements, go to ncsbe.gov forward slash voter ID. The State Board of Elections says more than 5,000 people in the state have requested absentee ballots so far. The deadline to request one is February 27th, and those ballots need to be in on primary election night by 7.30 p.m. Live in Charlotte this morning, I'm Destiny Richards, WCNC Charlotte. Turning to more today's top stories in your morning rush. A 16-year-old has died after a shooting in Gastonia. Police say it happened at a gas station right off I-85 on Cox Road Wednesday night. They say 19-year-old Brandon Cunningham has been arrested and charged with murder. Catawba County officials trying to figure out what led up to a deadly shooting. Investigators say someone shot and killed 21-year-old Isaiah, Isaiah Johnson on Dublin Drive Wednesday night. The sheriff's office says no arrests have been made. They also add there is no danger to the community. We now know a 17-year-old died in a three-car crash from earlier this week. This happened on East W.T. Harris Boulevard Wednesday afternoon. Police say the two cars crashed into each other and one of them hit the teen's car. They say the teen then lost control of the car and hit a tree. Sadly, he died at the scene. It's unclear if any charges will be filed. I'm Richard Devane here at the Charlotte Douglas International. A flight that left here on its way to Boston last year caused a lot of controversy when a former American Airlines flight attendant, Estes Carter III, was arrested after he was accused of trying to videotape a 14-year-old girl in a bathroom on board that American Airlines flight. Police say Carter told the girl to use a bathroom on the flight but needed to wash his hands first. That's when the teen saw a phone, took a picture of the device. Carter has been charged with uh, pornography depicting a minor. Senators in South Carolina proposing a bill that would protect folks against predatory loan practices. The law would require all lenders to check the borrower's ability to repay the loan before approval. It would also outlaw mailing unsolicited checks, debit, credit cards, especially to low-income areas. And that is it for your Morning Rush. 
here's what's happening across the Carolinas. Thousands of students at North Carolina A&T will learn remotely today after spending days without heat. More than 30 buildings are without heat, including eight residence halls. The university is working with seven hotels to help more than 500 students who need a place to stay. A Richland County corrections officer is behind bars this morning. Officials say 36-year-old Denisha Gray was arrested for having inappropriate contact with an inmate at the prison. This is the third corrections officer arrested this week. Tesla is expanding in South Carolina. The electric vehicle company will build a 172-acre facility in the town of Fountain Inn. The company's new facility will focus on distributing parts, not manufacturing. The center is expected to open this year. And that's what's happening across the Carolinas. Now to the day's checklist. Here are three stories worth knowing about today. One, a Caldwell man is waking up behind bars this morning after he allegedly stole several items from a store in Hickory and then returned them for a gift card. He will now serve at least six years in prison. A judge increased his sentence because he had prior felony convictions. Number two, a new fire station is on its way to Matthews. This will be the town's first new municipal build in more than 20 years. It will be on Matthews Midhill Road. The new fire station will increase the percentage of Matthews residents living within two and a half miles of fire and EMS resources. Construction is set to begin in February. And number three, the Panthers could be plotting a North Carolina home. Uh, North Carolina homecoming for Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. He's set to interview for the team's head coaching job later today. Johnson is coming off an amazing year with Detroit, helping the Lions win their first division title in more than 30 years. He went to high school in Asheville and played quarterback at UNC Chapel Hill. Time now to connect the dots. When we make the news, make sense. Folks, you have made it to Friday, the weekend now in sight. But if you keep your school nights low-key, you are not alone. New research says people are preferring to stay at home during the week. Places like movie theaters and bowling alleys say the weekday rush is at an all-time low. Let's connect the dots. The midweek outing may soon be a thing of the past. It's a big concern for a local bowling alley or mini golf place because entertainment had been experiencing unprecedented growth for the past few years. But now, higher prices, after-school activities, and a return to in-person work have taken a major toll on those businesses. To get folks back out on a school night, lots of places are starting to offer big discounts on Mondays through Thursdays. Places like Top Golf say the weekdays where business is booming are the days they offer the best deals. So if you're looking for something to do next week, look for deals because it's more than likely you could save some big bucks. And that is Connecting the Dots. After receiving notice that they could be part of a class action lawsuit, several viewers have reached out to the Verify team to ask about any legal proceedings involving Novant Health. WCNC Charlotte's Megan Bragg looks into it in today's Verify. Roger and Maddie both contacted us saying, I received an email telling me I could be part of a class action suit against Novon Health. Is this legit? Let's verify. Our source is the United States District Court for the Middle District of North Carolina and attorney Gary Monty. According to the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of North Carolina, there is a class action lawsuit against Novon and a settlement has been reached. 
The plaintiffs say Novant Health allowed Facebook access to patients with my chart data without the patient's permission between May 1st, 2020 and August 12th, 2022. That information could include the patient's contact information, appointment dates, IP addresses, and menu selections. Monty is not associated with this class action lawsuit, and he says when cases like this affect a lot of people, there are laws that allow a class action lawsuit. There are a series of state and federal laws that allow you to sue when there's been a leak of that type of confidential information. So we can verify that, yes, there is a class action lawsuit against Novant Health. And if you were impacted, you could be entitled to receive some of the settlement money. Under the settlement, patients have until May 6, 2024 to submit a claim. We have a link on our website, WCNC.com, with more information. With your Verify, I'm Megan Bragg. If you have something you would like verified, just email us at verify at WCNC.com. Thanks for listening. You can find these stories and more at WCNC.com. And join the WCNC Charlotte team weekday mornings, 430 to 7 a.m. Like and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend.